0: Tuesday Night Mystery Club. Hello and welcome to the Tuesday Night Mystery Club, a show where I tell guests a mystery story and they try and guess the solution. I am your host, Caitlin McCluskey, and today I'm joined once again by my roommate, Charlotte Martin. Hello, Charlotte. Hi. Hey. So we're, uh, we've got a nice setup going in our living room. hmm Our
1: teeny, <laughs> teeny games. Um... Oh yeah, that's the story.
0: Yeah, our game <laughs> shelf. Charlotte and I wanted to get like a a little shelf for our board games and puzzles and we bought it off Facebook Marketplace and went to go pick it up and it was half the size that we thought it was gonna <laughs> be. Yeah, it was like miniature. It looks like someone had taken what I thought it was and shrunk it. Yeah. They yeah. They, they did the pictures a little misleading. Mm-hmm. Like they took them from above, it just made it look yeah. bigger than it was.
1: In their defense, they did include measurements, but we did yeah. not.
0: <laughs> you know, yeah, they weren't scamming us. We yeah. were just lazy, lazy. Yeah. <laughs> and we also could have walked away. Yeah. I'm just not confrontational. So when I saw it, I was like, guess I'm paying for this. <laughs> yeah, if it works well as a. It's, not, it's way too big to be a. Co- it's too tall to be a mm-hmm. coffee table. It's like a side table.
1: Right? Yeah, and it's good for our games, but only if we don't get any more games. And and it doesn't fit
0: the puzzles. Oh yeah. It doesn't fit <laughs> the puzzles. It's very not good. So, so today we're doing something uh, trying something different as we as we do. And this is because I'm going on vacation, and I want to record something quick before leaving so that mm. others still a show. Yeah, on the way were you going
1: to say something? I was just going to say that I'm going to be
0: all alone. I'm oh, yeah. <laughs> leaving Charlotte behind, unfortunately. he yeah. will cheat,
1: get the locks changed. <laughs> no, absolutely not. I can't pay for this on my own. <laughs> I'm just kidding.
0: That's true. You would have to find another roommate. Yeah. I'd sue. <laughs> My best friend ditched me. In the span yeah, you're like
1: Stacy and Brad, Caitlyn just like abandoned me. So this is my friend. She's gonna move in. Um Yeah, we hate Caitlin now.
0: Like There's no way you could do that without my signature, right? I don't, <laughs> know. I don't know. Okay, well I'll be back, Charlotte. Okay. Uh, and in the interim we're doing um so this is the same short story collection that i did last episode the classic mystery stories it's edited by douglas uh, g green which is like to say i guess that uh, last week thank you oh the story yeah. yeah um and so it's supposed to be it's supposed to be all mystery stories and i think it's like purposefully the authors that collected which even if the author didn't write only mystery stories the stories included in this collection are and so this is this is a very short story it's only like four pages long three or four pages it's by a man called Jack London. Um, oh. You know him? Yeah, he did Call of the Wild. Oh, there you go. And um, okay. another one. Is that a mystery story?
1: Absolutely not. So there you
0: go. So that's <laughs> that's what this like comes into. Yeah, it says Call of the Wild right here. Ch- Children of the Frost? I don't know that one. Um,
1: do they list another one? Um, the Master of Mystery? No. No, that's different. Oh, f- fangs and something. Okay. Um, the only two I know him about are um,
0: the assassination bureau.
1: No. Okay. And I'm, I'm learning much more about him. No, I just know for Call of the Wild and then some other one. And Call of the Wild is about like it's from the point of view of a dog, and it's very graphic. There's a lot mm. of beating of this dog. But anyways, he's a sled. Well, he ends up becoming a sled dog and then okay. eventually like going back to being wild. Okay. Yeah, it's. I just read it when I was like seven, and it was traumatizing. How long was it? It's. It's pretty. It's a book. It's like okay. it's a good chapter book. Yeah. So it's like a good book for a seven-year-old. I,
0: I wasn't reading it. it.
1: Someone read it to me. Oh, like I don't
0: understand why this was read to me. <laughs> Uh, I'm reading his biography, and uh, because it includes it in this book, he was born in San Francisco, which is where I'm going on vacation. Oh yeah, so that's topical. And, yeah, it's also kind of a gold rush. Like it, it takes place oh, okay. in like I think Yuk Yukon. Interesting. That's really called call the wild. That's like definitely the most famous one. That's so interesting because when I read this short story, you'll see I did not picture it picture it happening in the states. Mm. I was picturing it being summer in Europe. Interesting. Maybe uh, we'll see if it says so. For everyone listening, again, this is Jack London. This short story is called "The Leopard Man's Story," and because of um, because of copyright laws, he died in 1916. The story was written in 1906. I'm pretty sure this isn't copyright anymore. Yeah, I think think it's 100 years. I think you're good. So I'm gonna read this story to Charlotte. It's pretty short, so we're gonna we're gonna just do a story reading. It's Caitlin reads a mystery. Mm. If anyone listens to the podcast, Phoebe reads a mystery. Uh, I don't. I don't either. <laughs> I just know about it. Um, I don't need someone to read me a mystery. I read enough mysteries on my own. That's my general. Mm-hmm. I should try it, though. Maybe I'd like it. it being read to?
1: Yeah, I mean, that's an audiobook.
0: Yeah. I don't know what the difference is, if she has anything going on that's different than the audiobook, because I haven't listened. Uh, we will, because you're going to guess it at the end. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, should we get started? hmm So this is The Leopard Man's Story. He had a dreamy, faraway look in his eyes. Yes, Charlotte. Sorry, can I
1: stop you while you're reading this three-page story? You raise your hand, I'll stop. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I just didn't know, like, you know, usually you're interrupting with, like, ideas and stuff. I don't know if you're doing that. I think that's fine. Okay. We'll start again.
0: (laughs) He had a dreamy, faraway look in his eyes, and his sad, insistent voice, gentle-spoken as a maid's, seemed the placid embodiment of some deep-seated melancholy. He was the leopard man but he did not look it his business in life whereby he lived was to appear in a cage of performing leopards before vast audiences okay. and to thrill those audiences by certain exhibitions of nerve for which his employers rewarded him on a scale commensurate commensurate with the thrills he produced okay so he's a literal leopard man yeah like he tamed yeah. quote-unquote teams leopards it's yeah. like a circus performer yeah okay which I think this is why I thought Europe. I just... Hmm. I don't want to picture the circus. And, like, leopards. Someone to bring leopards to America. Yeah, which totally People would be People brought all sorts right? of stuff to America. Okay. As I say, he did not look it. He was narrow-hipped, narrow-shouldered, and anemic. While hmm. he seemed not so much oppressed by gloom as by a sweet and gentle sadness, the weight of which was as sweetly and gently borne. For an hour, I had been trying to get a story out of him, but he appeared to lack imagination. To him, there was no romance in his gorgeous career, no deeds of daring, no thrills, nothing but a gray sameness and infinite boredom. Some good lines. Yeah, that's that was also when I was reading this, I was like, this would be good to read aloud. Yeah. So he's a leopard man, but his life is boring according to him.
1: Yeah, according to him. Typical. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> Lions? Oh yes, he had fought with them. It was nothing. All you had to do was to stay sober. Yeah, oh, so I was gonna say,
1: like the Tiger came, but the opposite. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't make it through all of that documentary. Was, I did. I'm not, I'm not it's that very upsetting. Not that, that
0: type, type person to watch. So yeah, good to know I won't. <laughs> you would not like it. I'll keep reading mysteries. Okay. Uh, all you had to do was stay sober. Anybody could whip a lion to a standstill still with an ordinary stick. He had fought one for half an hour once. Just hit him on the nose every time he rushed, and when he got artful and rushed with his head down, why, the thing to do was to stick out your leg. When he grabbed at the leg, you drew it back and hit him on the nose again. That was all. So, animal yeah. abuse.
1: Yeah. I mean, and
0: a show of it. Leopards and lions and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Just, I guess what you picture when you picture olden day circus. Yeah. With the faraway look in his eyes and his soft flow of words, he showed me his scars. There were many of them, and one recent one where a tigress had reached for his shoulder and gone down to the bone. I could see the neatly mended rents in the coat he had on. His right arm, from the elbow down, looked as though it had gone through a threshing machine. Mm -hmm. What of the ravage wrought by claws and fangs? But it was nothing, he said. Only the old wounds bothered him, and some what when rainy weather came.
1: If you watch Tiger King, someone gets their at all.
0: Great. Well, he seemingly has both of them, just giant scars. Suddenly, his face brightened with a recollection, for he was really as anxious to give me a story as I was to get it. Mm. I suppose you've heard of the lion tamer who was hated by another man, he asked. He paused and looked pensively at a sick lion in the cage opposite. Got the toothache, he explained. Well, the lion tamer's big play to the audience was putting his head in the lion's mouth. Mm. The man who hated him attended every performance in the hope sometime of seeing the lion crunch down. (laughs) He followed the show about all over the country. The years went by and he grew old and the lion tamer grew old and the lion grew old. And at last one day Sitting in a front seat He saw what he had waited for The lion crunched down And there wasn't any need To call a doctor
1: Oh my goodness
0: Yeah The leopard man glanced Casually over his fingernails In a manner which would Have been critical Had it not been so sad Now that's what I call Patience He continued And it's my style But it was not the style Of a fellow I knew He was a little Thin-sawed-off Sword-swallowing And juggling Frenchman Deville He called himself and he had a nice wife. She did trapeze work and used to dive from under the roof into a net, turning over once on the way down, as it's been nice as you please. So, one somersault. Mm-hmm. I. It doesn't sound very exciting. I know. After
1: watching the Olympics and the I diving, know. yeah. That's
0: exactly what I was thinking of. Like, it's. I'm sure it was extremely entertaining then, yeah. but I'm like, she turns once. That's <laughs> yeah. all. Okay, fine.
1: Yeah,
0: but it's into a net. Probably, but from the ceiling. Yeah, well, in like a tent, one of those tented places, right? Aren't those really high? Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, there's probably more room from air. Like, if you hit the water wrong, mm. I don't know. Probably. Oh more. no!
1: You can injure yourself.
0: No, you definitely can, but I feel like it'd be different than hitting a net wrong. That's true. Probably.
1: Yeah.
0: I don't know. I don't know. But both dangerous. I can't do either. Mm-hmm and so I really shouldn't be criticising this woman for doing But isn't that monitoring. not that's not trapeze but whatever No, but maybe that was her big finale mm. Maybe mm. It's, This short story is too short to get into this Charlotte <laughs> Okay, so DeVille is the petty petty guy or whatever the.
1: Wait, they started, I thought he was a juggler
0: Yeah, so sorry, he's saying um the leopard man had told the story about the lion crunching yeah. down on a man's head. Deville is not that patient is what he's saying. So he's not as patient to wait for Okay. So the the sorry. There's like two things going on. Yeah. The I story...
1: thought sorry, I thought the Leopard Man was
0: saying that he was not that patient to watch. No, oh. Deville is not that patient. Oh, uh, okay. To wait for his enemies to something bad to happen to them. Right. So he's saying he it's like he's not gonna wait. Yeah. He's gonna act on it. Yeah. Okay. So, DeVille had a quick temper, as quick as his hand, and his hand was as quick as the paw of a tiger. Mm -hmm. One day, because the ringmaster called him a frog eater, Mm -hmm. or something like that, and maybe a little worse. What could be worse than being called a frog eater, Charlotte? Mm -hmm. He shoved him against the soft pine background he used in his knife-throwing act, so quick the ringmaster didn't have time to think, and there, before the audience, DeVille kept the air on fire with his knives, sinking them into the wood all around the ringmaster, so close that they passed through his clothes and most of them bit into his skin. Mm. See, so yeah, Quick temper.
1: Yeah.
0: The clowns had to pull the knives out to get him loose, for he was pinned fast. So the word went around to watch out for DeVille, and no one dared be more than barely civil to his wife. And she was a sly bit of baggage, too. Only all hands were afraid of DeVille. Hmm. Mimi. <laughs> okay. But there was one man, Wallace, who was afraid of nothing. He was the lion taper, and he had the self-same trick of putting his head into the lion's mouth. He'd put it into the mouths of any of them, though he preferred Augustus, <laughs> a big, good-natured beast who could always be depended upon. As I was saying, Wallace, King Wallace, he, we called him, was afraid of and nothing, alive or dead. He was a king, and no mistake. I've seen him drunk and on a wager go into the cage of a lion that turned nasty and without a stick beat him to a finish. Just did it with his fist on the nose. Hmm. God, can you imagine?
1: No, also, I like how this guy was, like, not talking, not talking, and then all of a sudden he's like, oh, let me just... I do have the- stories. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> Yeah. I guess it was like, he was like, stories about myself, no. But other, other people? Yeah. yeah. Madame de Ville. At an uproar behind us, the leopard man turned quietly around. It was a divided cage, and a monkey, poking through the bars and around the partition, had had its paw seized by a big grey wolf who was trying to pull it off by main strength. Hmm. The arm seemed stretching out longer and longer like a thick elastic, and the unfortunate monkey's mates were raising a terrible din. No keeper was at hand, so the leopard man stepped over a couple of paces, dealt with the wolf, a sharp blow on the nose, with the light cane he carried, and returned with a sadly apologetic smile to take up his unfinished sentence, as though there had been no interruption. So this may be a little easier to read, but he mm-hmm. had just said, "Madame Deville," yeah. and he continues, "Looked at King Wallace, and King Wallace looked at her, while Deville looked black. We warned Wallace, but it was no use. He laughed at us, and he laughed at Deville one day when he shoved Deville's head into a bucket of paste because he wanted to fight." Mm. DeVille was in a pretty mess. I helped to scrape him off, but he was cool as a cucumber and made no threats at all. But I saw glitter in his eyes, which I had seen often in, his, in the eyes of wild beasts. And I went out of my way to give Wallace a final warning. He laughed, but he did not look so much in Madame DeVille's direction after that. Mm. So I wonder, were they just looking in each other's direction? or No, yeah, I was confused. Okay, so, so Wallace looked
1: at Madame, Madame DeVille... Deville. And then Mr. Deville got really upset. Deville and, looked
0: black, is what they said. Yeah,
1: and then, and then Wallace put him in paste.
0: Yeah, I guess wanted to get into a fight, shoved yeah. him into a bucket of paste. Yeah, but Deville didn't fight back. Or right at, at just, the time, yeah. yeah, just acted cool as a cucumber. Mm-hmm. Several months passed by. Nothing had happened, and I was beginning to think it all a scare over nothing. We were west by that time, showing in Frisco. Okay. Yeah. That's San Francisco. I think so. Okay. So there you go. I did not pick up on that the first time, now that I know he's in the U.S. Okay. So when you're listening to this, I'm in, I'm not in San Francisco, but I'm in California. Maybe. If you're listening to it when it comes out. Hmm. It was during the afternoon performance, and the big tent was filled with women and children, when I went looking for Red Denny, the head canvas man, who had walked off with my pocket knife. Hmm. What a jerk. (laughs) Passing by one of the dressing tents, I glanced in through a hole in the canvas to see if I could locate him. He wasn't there, but directly in front of me was King Wallace, Mm. in tights waiting for his turn to go on with his cage of performing lions. He was watching with much amusement a quarrel between a couple of trapeze artists. All the rest of the people in the dressing tent were watching the same thing, with the exception of DeVille, Mm. whom I noticed staring at Wallace with undisguised hatred. Uh Uh-oh. Wallace and the rest were all too busy following the quarrel to notice this or what followed, but I saw it through the hole in the canvas. DeVille drew his hand, sorry, DeVille drew his handkerchief from his pocket, made as though to mop the sweat from his face with it. It was a hot day and at the same time walked past Wallace's back. He never stopped, but with a flirt of his handkerchief, kept right on to the doorway where he turned his head while passing out and shot a swift look back. The look troubled me at the time, for not only did I see hatred in it, but I saw triumph as well. Mm. Deville will bear watching, I said to myself, and I really breathed easier when I saw him go out the entrance to the circus grounds and board an electric car for downtown. Mm. A few minutes later, I was in the big tent where I had overhauled Red Denny. King Wallace was doing his turn and holding the audience spellbound. He was in a particularly vicious mood, and he kept the lion stirred up. "'till they were all snarling. "'That is, all of them except old Augustus. Mm -hmm. "'And he was just too fat and lazy and old "'to get stirred up over anything. "'Finally, Wallace cracked the old lion's knees "'with his whip and got him into position. "'Old Augustus, blinking good-naturedly, "'opened his mouth and in popped Wallace's head. "'Then the jaws came together, crutch, just like that.' The Leopard Man smiled in a sweetly, wistful fashion, and the faraway look came into his eyes. And that was the end of King Wallace. Wait, what? The Leopard Man smiled? Uh, yeah, smiled sweetly, sweet, smiled in a sweetly, wistful fa- fashion, and the faraway look came into his eyes. Okay. I don't know if he's happy yeah. about it, or it's just been so long, but, or yeah. I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. So, Charlotte. The trick or the mystery here is what happened.
1: So he put something in his, in his jacket so that the lion would eat him when he was, like, did the handkerchief thing.
0: What did he put in his jacket?
1: I'm assuming, like, food or something like that?
0: And no one went after him before? Oh. Hmm. What did we learn about Augustus? He's good-natured. Old. Sleepy. Cat? no this is this is a hundred percent a trick like it's you'll hear it and you'll go oh um, so i don't know if i don't know if yeah
1: well he he did the handkerchief
0: yeah and does that make sense like can you i couldn't picture what he had done until i knew the answer
1: no i'm assuming he like had his handkerchief yeah and then he like, went to kind of like, pat him on the back, but I didn't pat him on the back.
0: Okay. Right? Do you want me to read it again? Yeah. It's not going to make it any clearer. Okay. <laughs> but, uh, well, you'll see. We'll see. Deville drew his handkerchief from his pocket, mm-hmm. made as though to mop the sweat from his face with it. Mm-hmm. It was a hot day. Mm-hmm. And at the same time walked past Wallace's back. So like walked behind him. Mm-mm. He never stopped, but with a flirt of it hit the handkerchief, kept right onto the doorway. Charlotte's making <laughs> flirting motions. Yeah, I'm trying to think of what a <laughs> flirting motion is. Yeah. <laughs> um Yeah, he
1: flicked something onto him. Okay. And so, but it was something that Augustus, because he had the other lines, but wait, he only put his head in he only put his head in Augustus's mouth. In Augustus's oh, yes. mouth. So I'm like, does it have to be Augustus, or just something for like the lion? And then I'm trying to think of like why the lions don't usually bite down on them, right? And then why all of a sudden it now would bite down on yeah, him? Yeah, what's the change? Yeah, what's the change? And so the other guy died when he was old. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. He's like right? his handkerchief out. Okay. Him. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. But I am still thinking it's like a treat or something like that. That's fair. Okay. Yeah. So some kind of like food yeah.
0: stuffs on his back that's going to make him. Well, cuz he said he got all, interested.
1: Yeah, cuz he said all the lions were like riled up and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, he got that. them riled up. Yeah. Um I thought it was going to be that he like cut him with a knife and right. then they were like, "Oh!" And then all of a sudden, he was dead. I thought that was what the yeah. And the was, guy's right? in an
0: electric car or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Going into town. Yeah.
1: Right. Um. But no. Okay. Yeah. He somehow gets the lion to eat him. I don't know enough about lions to figure out why a lion would eat him. Yeah. No.
0: Right. Okay. Do you want to hear it? Sure. Okay. It's good. mm
1: mm-hmm.
0: Okay. So, and that was the end of King Wallace. Is where we left off. He went on in a sad, low voice. After the excitement cooled down, I watched my chance and bent over and smelled Wallace's head. Mm. Then I sneezed. Oh, so he made the lion sneeze. It It was, I queried with halting eagerness, snuff that DeVille dropped on his hair in the dressing tent. Old Augustus never meant to do it. He only sneezed. Oh. Right? Oh. There you go. Yeah. So it's a it's a whole big trick. If Augustus was just this chill old lion. Yeah. Continued to be chill old mm-hmm. lion, but if you're gonna sneeze, you're gonna sneeze. You're gonna sneeze. So I wonder what snuff is. Do you know?
1: No. Should I look it up? Sure. You never look anything up and it always bugs me, you're like, I could look it up but I don't look it up. Oh, I just don't care enough. Well oh, I care enough. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna put like snuff powder. I figured, like... I
0: thought, like, ashes or something like that. Oh, maybe. I was thinking pepper or, like, dust. It's got to be fast, though. Mm -hmm. You can only keep the head in the lion's mouth for a little bit. I assume. A trick I would never do.
1: Snuff powder to preparation of tobacco. Oh, okay. So it is, like, just It's a dry form of tobacco that can raise your risk of... Oh, okay. It's just all about, like don't smoke
0: so maybe at the the time in yeah ground or pulverized tobacco we would have known what snuff meant Mm -hmm. or like we would have known like of course snuff makes you sneeze yeah everyone knows that another 1906 you like you yeah you you sniff it up right so maybe maybe you sniff it up and then it makes you sneeze yeah all right well that was the mystery charlotte what do you think i hope it was fun what do you think of the writing yeah, it
1: was definitely like older. Yeah. Sorry, now I'm just looking at all these pictures. Okay, I will stop. This is why we never look anything up. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> Can't um, get
0: too distracted.
1: Yeah. Um. Yeah, that was a good story. Yeah, this it was just cute, a cute one. It's a cute one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's probably exactly what that
0: guy wanted to hear, like the narrator wanted yeah, to hear. I agree. Yeah. So I'm not sure. There's, there's like, so that was, you've heard of, who was it Jack London? hmm There's other people in this book, like um, Edgar Allan Poe. Yeah. And who else? Charles Dickens, Willoughby Collins, Rodrigue O'Tolingwick. Okay. Don't know that one. Messed up his name. A whole bunch of other people I don't recognize. Hmm. So, that was that was the quick one. Yeah, it was a good, just little, just quick, a little, little
1: teaser. short story. It was funny. So, Caitlin told me it was three and a half pages, so I was, like, watching her flip to pages, being like, when are we going to get to the end of this? Yeah. And I was like, oh, there it is. <laughs> yeah, that was just a cute little story. And interesting that they have a leopard tamer and a lion tamer. Right. I find that interesting.
0: I I guess that's what you do. Yeah, I guess so. That was the interesting thing to do.
1: I also thought when they said there was a trapeze artist, so I bet his wife, like, caused the distraction.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. She was in on it. She was in on it. I can see that. Except...
1: (laughs) Stupid, just because you looked at the wife or whatever.
0: He he was had a quick temper,
1: and uh, clearly clearly
0: not a quick temper. No, if he he was just revengeful. Yeah, Vengeful? whatever. Yeah. So if you uh if you liked this story, um, or just doing quick stories in general, please let me know. Way mm-hmm. easier for me to just read a story, <laughs> than than to well, summarize. Well, as long it. as it's like three pages. Yeah, right? yeah. I'll have to find some more of these, uh, and they'll also have to be from. Earlier than 1920-ish. I don't know. I should really look at yeah, the copyright law.
1: There's also... It's
0: weird. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's... I think it's a hundred years. I feel like it's one of those, like... It's like a... Is it a hundred years after the author died?
1: Right? Yeah, I think it's one of those... Or it's like... You know, people just have those facts, but they're not like... They're kind of true, but not completely yeah, true.
0: Yeah, I should look it up. Okay. But then also,
1: can't you, like, sell the rights to a book? Like, right? Or you, like... But that's you, why I
0: think they do 100 years after you've died. Because okay. then you can't. They're, like, you can't keep selling the rights. Well, I thought you, like, you could pass the rights
1: down no. to, like, your relatives. Or you whatever.
0: can, but they can't They can't keep going forever. Mm-hmm. It has to end somewhere. And so it used to be, like, not very much. And then the relatives were, like, that's not fair. We want to keep right. money, making money off of this. Right. So I think 100 years, it is... It's not too... I can't... Maybe it's 150 mm-hmm. No, I don't think it's too much longer. We can look it up after. Yeah. Okay. So if you liked the, if you liked this story, you can write in and let me know at the email, which is Club mm-hmm. at gmail.com. If you would like to see podcast, get podcast updates, um, there are few and far between now, but the Instagram is also TuesdayNightMysteryClub. Um, sometimes I put some fun reels up when I have the energy.
1: Mm-hmm. Or you can just just go back and watch her old tics, true, you know what? One.
0: if you haven't been on the Instagram yet, there's so much there for you to enjoy. yeah, so you should go check it out.
1: um oh, and I like the one you suggested last week with Michael how you're gonna do like the
0: dun, dun, like oh yeah it's... yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> I'm just noticing I've come onto Patreon to list out the patreon mm-hmm. subscribers. Um this is this is uh, we have a new new patron. Oh. Uh, Colin Petri. Petrie. P-E-T-R-I-E. Mm-hmm. So I'm just noticing this on the podcast. That's pretty exciting. So hi, Colin. Thanks for supporting the show. I would like to thank our existing patrons for supporting the show. At the Inspector Gamash level, we have Shelley Tsao. At the Miss Jane Marple level, we have Michael Brello, Debbie Kravis, Barb McLean, Emily Shilton, um, Alex Young-Davies, Stuart Falls, and Ned Wright. Thank you all so much for supporting the show. Uh, if you would like to do so yourself, you can go to patreon.com slash Tuesday Night Mystery Club and get uh, advanced... What do I... What is it? Advanced Listen to the show a day early?
1: Yeah, and um, character list. Character
0: list, yep. Oh, I have to make one for the show. Yeah. Charlotte didn't need one. It was too quick.
1: No. Um, I mean, I did get Augustus and Wallace confused for
0: a okay, second. That's fair.
1: Yeah. Also, P.S., Little side note, in Canada, it's the life of the author plus 50 years 50. After, the, after their death.
0: Okay, but I think even though I'm in Canada, I have to abide by this guy was U.S. Mm. I think it's still U.S. law. it's going to keep looking up as we end the show. <laughs> thank you all for listening, and have a good Tuesday night.